Chapter seven of By Pike and Dyke, a tale of the rise of the Dutch Republic. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. By Pike and Dyke by G. A. Henty. Chapter seven A Dangerous Mission. I hear you have a letter for me from my good friend the burgomaster of Enkhuizen, the Prince of Orange said, as Ned with a deep reverence approached the table at which he was sitting. He sends me no ill news, I hope no your excellency ned said it is on a matter personal to myself that he has been good enough to write to you and i crave your pardon beforehand for occupying your time for a moment with so unimportant a subject the prince glanced at him keenly as he was speaking and saw that the young fellow before him was using no mere form of words but that he really felt embarrassed at the thought that he was intruding upon his labors he opened the letter and glanced down it ah you are english he said in surprise i thought you a countryman of mine my mother is from holland sir ned replied and has brought me up to speak her language as well as my father's and to feel that holland is my country as much as england and you are the son of the english captain who lately as i heard being stopped in his passage down the zuider zee by the spanish ship don pedro defended himself so stoutly that he inflicted great loss and damage upon the spaniard and brought his ship into enkhuizen without further damage than a grievous wound to himself the burgomaster tells me that you are anxious to enter my service as a volunteer and that you have the permission of your parents to do so many of your brave compatriots are already coming over and i am glad indeed of their aid which i regard as an omen that england will some day bestir herself on our behalf but you look young for such rough work young sir i should not take you for more than eighteen i am not yet eighteen sir ned said although he did not think it necessary to mention that he still wanted two years to that age but even children and women have aided in the defence of their towns it is somewhat strange the prince said that your parents should have countenanced your thus embarking in this matter at so young an age the spaniards have murdered my grandfather three of my uncles and an aunt and my father would had it not been that he is disabled by the wound he received and which has cost him the loss of a leg have himself volunteered ned replied but sir if you think me too young as yet to fight in the ranks my father thought that you might perhaps make use of me in other ways i have sailed up every river in the netherlands having been for the last five years in my father's ship trading with these ports and know their navigation and the depth of water if you have letters that you want carried to your friends in flanders and would entrust them to me i would deliver them faithfully for you whatever the risk and being but a boy could pass perhaps where a man would be suspected i only ask sir to be put to such use as you can make of me whatever it may be deeming my life but of slight account in so great and good a cause no man can offer more the prince said kindly i like your face young sir and can see at once that you can be trusted and that you have entered upon this matter in a serious spirit your father has proved himself to be a brave fighter and skilful sailor and i doubt not that you are worthy of him your youth is no drawback in my eyes seeing that i myself long before i reached your age was mixed up in state affairs and that the emperor charles my master did not disdain to listen to my opinions i accept your offer of service in the name of the netherlands and deeming that as you say you may be of more service in the way of which you have spoken than were i to attach you to one of the regiments i am raising i will for the present appoint you as a volunteer attached to my own household and trust me i will not keep you long in idleness he touched a bell and the page entered 
take this gentleman he said to count nivenar and tell him that he is to have a rank as a gentleman volunteer and will at present remain as a member of my household and be treated as such with a kindly nod he dismissed ned who was so affected by the kindness of manner of the prince that he could only murmur a word or two of thanks and assurance of devotion one of the burgomaster's letters of which ned was the bearer was to count nuvenar the prince's chamberlain and when the page introduced him to that officer with the message the prince had given him ned handed to him the burgomaster's letter the count ran his eye down it my friend the burgomaster speaks highly in your praise young sir he said and though it needed not that since the prince himself has been pleased to appoint you to his household yet i am glad to receive so good a report of you all holland and zealand have been talking of the gallant fight that your father's ship made against the spaniard and though i hear that the queen of england has made remonstrances to the spanish ambassador as to this attack upon an english ship methinks that it is the spaniards who suffered most in the affair would you kindly instruct me sir in the duties that i have to perform there are no duties whatever the count said with a smile there is no state or ceremony here the prince lives like a private citizen and all that you have to do is to behave discreetly to present yourself at the hours of meals and to be in readiness to perform any service with which the prince may entrust you although for what service he destines you i own that i am in ignorance but he said more gravely the prince is not a man to cumber himself with persons who are useless to him nor to keep about his person any save those upon whose fidelity he is convinced that he can rely therefore i doubt not that he will find work for you to do for indeed there is but little ease and quiet for those who serve him this afternoon i will find for you an apartment and i may tell you that although you will have at present no duties to perform and need not therefore keep in close attendance it were better that you should never be very long absent for when the prince wants a thing done he wants it done speedily and values most those upon whom he can rely at all times of the night and day return here at noon and i will then present you to the gentlemen and officers with whom you will associate on leaving the chamberlain ned walked for some time through the streets of rotterdam he scarcely noticed where he went so full were his thoughts of the reception that he had met with and the more than realization of his hopes the charm of manner as well as the real kindness of the prince had completely captivated him as indeed they did all who came in contact with him and he felt that no dangers he could run no efforts he could make would be too great if he could but win the approbation of so kind a master he presented himself to the chamberlain at the hour named and the latter took him to a large hall in which many officers and gentlemen were about to sit down to dinner and introduced ned to them as the son of the english captain who had so bravely beaten off the don pedro and whom the prince of orange had received into his household in the quality of a gentleman volunteer ned was well received both on his own account and from the good will that was entertained towards england although personally the prince of orange kept up no state and lived most simply and quietly he still maintained an extensive household and extended a generous hospitality more suited to his past wealth than to his present necessities he had the habits of a great noble and although pressed on all sides for money and sometimes driven to make what he considered great economies in his establishment his house was always open to his friends and adherents 
Certainly in the meal to which he sat down Ned saw little signs of economy. There was but little silver plate on the table, for the prince's jewels and plate had been pledged years before for the payment of the German mercenaries, but there was an abundance of food of all kinds, generous wine in profusion, and the guests were served by numerous pages and attendants. On the following day the prince rode to Harlem accompanied by his household and a hundred horsemen, for at Harlem he had summoned a meeting of the representatives of the states that still remained faithful to him. As soon as they were settled in the quarters assigned to them Ned sallied out to make inquiries concerning the relatives with whom his aunt and cousins had taken refuge. As he knew her maiden name he had no great difficulty in learning the part of the town in which her father dwelt, and knowing that the prince would at any rate for the rest of the day be wholly absorbed in important business, made his way thither, introducing himself to the burgher. Ah, the latter said, I have often heard my daughter speak of her sister-in-law who had married and settled in England, so you are her son. Well, you will find her house in the street that runs along by the city wall, near the water gate. It was well that she happened to be laid up with illness at the time Alva's ruffians seized and murdered her husband and his family. She was well nigh distraught for a time, and well she might be, though indeed her lot is but that of tens of thousands of others in this unhappy country. I would gladly have welcomed her here but i have another married daughter who lives with me and keeps my house for me and as she has half a dozen children the house is well-nigh full and elizabeth longed for quiet in her sorrow so i established her in the little house i tell you of i have been going to write to your father but have put it off from time to time for one has so much to think of in these days that one has no time for private matters she tells me that her husband and his brothers had foreseeing the evil times coming sent money to england to his care and that it has been invested in houses in london i believe that is so ned replied and my father who is at present lying sorely wounded at ankhausen will i am sure now that he knows where my aunt is communicate with her by letter on the subject i will give you his address at ankhausen and as it is but a short journey from here you might perhaps find time to go over and see him when he will be able to talk freely with you on the subject now with your permission i will go and see my aunt ned had no difficulty in finding the house indicated he knocked at the door and it was opened by his aunt herself she looked up for a moment inquiringly and then exclaimed why it is my nephew edward martin it is nearly two years since i saw you last and so much has happened since and she burst into tears ned followed her into the house where he was warmly welcomed by his two cousins girls of fourteen and fifteen years old he had first to explain how it was that he had come to Harlem, and they were grieved indeed to hear what had happened to Captain Martin, who was a great favorite with them. "'And so you have entered the service of the Prince of Orange,' his aunt said when he had finished his story. "'Truly I wonder that your father and mother have allowed you to embark in so hopeless an enterprise.' "'Not hopeless,' Ned said. "'Things look dark at present, but either England or France may come to our help. At any rate, aunt, if the Spanish army again sweeps over Holland and Zealand, surely you, with two girls, will not await its approach. You have friends in England. My father and mother will be only too glad to have you with them till you can make yourself a home close by. And there are the monies sent over that will enable you to live in comfort. It will not be like going among strangers. There is quite a colony of immigrants from the Netherlands already in London. You will find plenty who can speak your language. All my family are here, she replied, my father and brothers and sisters. I could never be happy elsewhere. 
yes aunt i can understand that but if the spaniards come how many of your family may be alive here a week afterwards the woman threw up her hands in a gesture of despair well we must hope for the best aunt but i would urge you most strongly if you hear that a spanish army is approaching to fly to england if there be an opportunity open to you or if not to leave the city and go to some town or village as far from here as possible harlem is strong and can stand a stout siege the woman said confidently i have no doubt it can aunt but the spaniards are good engineers and unless the prince of orange is strong enough to march to its succor sooner or later it must fall and you know what happens then why should they come here more than elsewhere there are many other towns that lie nearer to them that is so aunt but from the walls you can see the towers and spires of amsterdam and that city serves them as a gathering place in the heart of the country whence they may strike blows all round and therefore as you lie so close one of the first blows may be struck here besides if they take harlem they cut the long strip of land that almost alone remains faithful to the prince asunder well aunt please think it over if you doubt my words write to my mother at ankhausen i warrant she will tell you how gladly she will receive you in england and how well you may make yourself a home there i do not know how long i am to be staying here and i have to be in close attendance on the prince in case he may suddenly have occasion for my services but i will come down every day for a talk with you and i do hope that for the sake of my cousins if not for your own you will decide to leave this troubled land for a time and to take refuge in england where none will interfere with your religion and where you can live free from the spaniard's cruel bigotry ned remained for a fortnight without any particular duties when the prince was closeted with persons of importance and he knew that there was no chance of his being required he spent much of his time at his aunt's he was beginning to feel weary of hanging about the prince's antechamber doing nothing when one day a page came up to him and told him that the prince required his presence he followed the boy to the prince's cabinet full of hope that he was to have an opportunity of proving that he was in earnest in his offers of service to the cause of holland i dare say you began to think that i had forgotten you the prince began when the page had retired and the curtain had fallen behind him but it is not so until to-day i have had no occasion for your services but have now a mission to entrust to you i have letters that i wish carried to brussels and delivered to some of my friends there you had best start at once in the disguise of a peasant boy you must sew up your dispatches in your jerkin and remember that if they are found upon you a cruel death will surely be your fate if you safely carry out your mission in brussels return with the answers you will receive by such route as may seem best to you for this must depend upon the movements of the spaniards the chamberlain will furnish you with what money you may require thanks your excellency i am provided with sufficient means for such a journey i need not tell you my lad to be careful and prudent remember not only is your own life at stake but that the interest of the country will suffer and the lives of many will be forfeited should you fail in your mission you will see that there are no names upon these letters only a small private mark differing in each case by which you can distinguish them here is a paper which is a key to those marks you must before you start learn by heart the names of those for whom the various letters are intended in this way should the letters fall into the hands of the spaniards they will have no clue as to the names of those to whom they are addressed 
this paper on which is written to the blue cap in the south corner of the market square of brussels is intended to enclose all the other letters and when you have learned the marks count nivenar will fasten them up in it and seal it with my seal the object of doing this is that should you be captured you can state that your instructions from me are to deliver the packet to a man with a blue cap who will meet you at the south corner of the market square at brussels and touching you on the shoulder ask how blows the wind in holland these are the instructions i now give you if such a man comes to you you will deliver the packet to him if not you will open it and deliver the letters but this last does not form part of your instructions this device will not save your life if you are taken but it may save you from torture and others from death for were these unaddressed letters found upon you you would be put to such cruel tortures that flesh and blood could not withstand them and the names of those for whom the letters are intended would be wrung from you but enclosed as they are to master blue cap it may be believed that you are merely a messenger whose instructions extend no further than the handing over the parcel to a friend of mine in brussels now you have no time to lose you have your disguise to get and these signs and the names they represent to commit to heart a horse will be ready in two hours time to take you to rotterdam whence you will proceed in a coasting vessel to slaus or axel at the time named ned was in readiness he was dressed now as a young flemish peasant he had left the chest with his clothes together with his armor and weapons in the care of his aunt's father for he hoped that before his return she would have left the town he could not however obtain any promise that she would do so her argument was if other women could stay in harlem why should she not do the same her friends and family were there and although if the spaniards were to besiege the town she might decide to quit it she could not bring herself to go into exile unless indeed all holland was conquered and all hope gone ned carried a stout stick which was a more formidable weapon than it looked for the knob was loaded with lead he hesitated about taking pistols for if at any time he were searched and such weapons found upon him the discovery might prove fatal for a peasant boy certainly would not be carrying weapons that were at that time costly and comparatively rare his dispatches were sewn up in the lining of his coat and his money beyond that required for the present use hidden in his big boots a country horse with rough trappings such as a small farmer might ride was in readiness and mounting this he rode to rotterdam some thirty-five miles distant and there put it up at a small inn where he had been charged to leave it he then walked down to the river and inquired about boats sailing for the ports of slois or axel he was not long in discovering one that would start the next day for the latter place and after bargaining with the master for a passage returned to the inn the next morning he set sail soon after daybreak there were but three or four other passengers and ned was not long before he established himself on friendly terms with the master and the four men that constituted the crew i wonder he said presently to the master that trade still goes on between the towns of holland and those in the provinces that hold to alva the citizens of those towns are greatly divided in their opinions the captain said many would gladly rise if they had the chance but they lie too close to the spanish power to venture to do so still they are friendly enough to us and as they have need of our goods and we of theirs no one hinders traffic or interferes with those who come and go 
most of these towns have but small spanish garrisons and these concern themselves not with anything that goes on beyond maintaining the place for spain it is the catholic magistrates appointed by alva who manage the affairs of the towns and as these are themselves mostly merchants and traders their interests lie in keeping the ports open and encouraging trade so we come and go unquestioned the spaniards have enough on their hands already without causing discontent by restricting trade besides the duke affects to consider the rising in holland and zealand as a trifling rebellion which he can suppress without difficulty and it would be giving too much importance to the movement were he to close all the ports and forbid communication will you go outside or inside walcheren outside the captain replied it is the longest way but the safest the spaniards hold middleburg and tergus and have lately defeated the force from flushing that endeavoured to capture tergus there are many of our craft and some of the spaniards in the passages and fighting often takes place it is better to avoid risks of trouble although it may be a few leagues further round by walcheren i am ready to take my share of the fighting when it is needful and aid in carrying the troops across from flushing and back but when i have goods in my hold i like to keep as well away from it as may be they cast anchor off flushing for the wind was now foul but when tide turned they again got under way and beat up the channel to axel no questions were asked as they drew up alongside the wharves ned at once stepped ashore and made his way to a small inn chiefly frequented by sailors near the jetty the shades of night were just falling as they arrived and he thought it were better not to attempt to proceed further until the following morning he had been several times at axel in the good venture and was familiar with the town the population was a mixed one for although situated at brabant axel had so much communication with the opposite shores of holland that a considerable portion of the population had imbibed something of the spirit that animated their neighbors and would if opportunity offered have gladly thrown off the authority of the officials appointed by the spaniards ned knew that as a stranger he should be viewed with great suspicion by the frequenters of the little inn for the spy system was carried to such an extent that people were afraid to utter their sentiments even in the bosom of their own families he therefore walked about until it was time to retire to rest and in that way escaped alike the suspicions and questionings he might otherwise have encountered he could easily have satisfied them as to the past he had just arrived in the coasting smack the hopeful from rotterdam and the master of the craft could if questioned corroborate his statement but it would not be so easy to satisfy questioners as to the object of his coming why should a lad from holland want to come to brabant every one knew that work was far more plentiful in the place he had come from than in the states under the spaniards where the cultivators scarce dare sow crops sufficient for their own consumption so extensive was the pillaging carried on by the spanish troops these always greatly in arrears of pay did not hesitate to take all they required from the unfortunate inhabitants and the latter knew that resistance or complaint was alike useless for the soldiers were always on the verge of mutiny their officers had little control over them and alva himself was always short of money and being unable to pay his troops was obliged to allow them to maintain themselves upon the country as soon as the gates were open in the morning ned made his way to that through which the road to brussels ran the four or five spanish soldiers at the gate asked no questions and ned passed on with a brisk step he had gone about three miles when he heard sounds of horses hoofs behind him and presently two men came along one was by his appearance a person of some importance the other he took to be his clerk ned doffed his hat as the horse went past 
where are you going lad the elder of the two men asked i am going worshipful sir to see some friends who live at the village of deligan near brussels these are evil times for travelling your tongue shows that you come not from brabant no sir my relations lived at vordwick hard by amsterdam amsterdam is a faithful city although there as elsewhere there are men who are traitors to their king and false to their faith you are not one of them i hope i do not know ned said that i am bound to answer questions of any that ride by the highway unless i know that they have right and authority to question me i have right and authority the man said angrily my name is philip von art and i am one of the council charged by the viceroy to investigate into these matters ned again doffed his hat i know your name worshipful sir as that of one who is foremost in searching out heretics there are few in the land even ignorant country boys like myself who have not heard it the councillor looked gratified ah you have heard me well spoken of he said i have heard you spoken of sir well or ill according to the sentiments of those who spoke and why have you left amsterdam to journey so far from home this is a time when all men must be looked upon with suspicion until they prove themselves to be good catholics and faithful subjects of the king and even a boy like you may be engaged upon treasonable business i ask you again why are you leaving your family at amsterdam misfortunes have fallen upon them ned replied and they can no longer maintain me misfortunes ah huh? and of what kind their business no longer brings them in profit ned replied they lived as i told your worship not in the town itself but in a village near it and in these troubled times trade is well nigh at a standstill and there is want at many a man's door i shall stop for the night at antwerp where i have business to do see when you arrive there that you call upon me i must have further talk with you for your answers do not satisfy me ned bowed low very well see that you fail not or it will be the worse for you so saying von art put spurs to his horse which had been walking alongside ned as he conversed and rode forward at a gallop End of chapter seven